Hi there, this is Andrew Crammon, the proprietor of Bleeding Gums Wrestling and the host of the News That Broke Glass, and you are listening to Faces and Fucking Feels. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. Uh, this is a little bonus episode. I thought I'd update you all on how I'm traveling, uh, how the recent trip over to Deathmatch Down Under's uh, Dream, Death Rules Everything Around Me tournament went, Dream 3, uh, and how, like, our first Dude Where's My Ring show involving international talents went. It has been... Yeah, a whirlwind couple of weeks, man, and I thought it'd be really fun to to share that to everybody. I thought I'd even, even give a bit of a status update because I would be honest, like, I don't know what this episode's going to be, and I'd say if I'm honest at the moment, I'm probably pretty burnt out um, just with everything. I've recently, you know, changed my schedule at work, how things, how things go, and I don't know how you all deal with, like, burnout, but... At the moment, the podcast feels like a chore for me. It, it doesn't feel fun. Um, it feels like something else that I try and squeeze into an already full week. But I've been through these phases in my life where there's things I really, really enjoy and then maybe I enjoy them too much or I do them for too long and then they just burn out and I move on and I you know, never look back. But, man, I've built this show for – Geez, a few years now, you know, I think it's, what, three years? I think I began it at the end of 2020. This is over 161 episodes released in our feed. That's not what the the numbers say. They'll say 142, so 142 official episodes plus, you know, bonus episodes. And, and yeah, I, I find myself going, oh, fuck, I'll go do that. And that that's not cool. This is supposed to be a thing I really enjoy. You know, so my hope was that beginning like this this kind of trip that I was going to take and and going and seeing and being around wrestling and doing that all again would, would bring me back and snap me back into, you know, what made me start doing it in the first place. And in some ways it did and in some ways it didn't, I guess. Today, after a full day of work, I still – Absolutely can't be fucked even doing this right now. <laughs> can't be fucked sharing the thing that I really enjoy, which is, which kind of gives you an indication of, of you know where I guess my headspace is at. But I can tell you, I had a great time. I had an awesome time. I really enjoyed it. I wanted to share, well, at least in the moment, I wanted to share my stories with people. I wanted to, you know, share the the work of the amazing talent that I, I got to see perform and to, you know, share my small part in in how that all works and all that stuff starts to get me excited. So I think maybe what's actually getting the heat is the podcast, but I think what's actually just hard for me is like the schedule. Like 
another job of a thing I've got to do. And I need to stop thinking of the podcast as something that I need to do and something that I want to do. And you know what? Nobody pays me to do this. It can be whatever I want it to be. So maybe it doesn't have to be an interview. Maybe I don't need to think about how to do a better interview or how to fit a crazy scheduled, you know, international guest in on, you know, into my schedule and wake up at, you know, crazy hours to do these things and stuff like that. Maybe I just will do those, but when it suits me, you know. So here I am. I'm just going to talk off the top of my dome while I've got a few minutes and then I'll see how I go. If anybody has any tips for overcoming burnout, if there's anything you want to hear from this show that is, you know, different to what I've done or my opinion on things or you know, stories of things I've done, uh, you know, and travelled in wrestling or, or, you know, matches I like or or anything like that, please hit me with those suggestions. I think I, I really need some motivation and some thought on how to expand it because I don't – I think in the long run I won't be able to continue doing only interviews. I really, really enjoy doing them but the – um energy it takes to to do them every single, you know, week or fortnight, whatever they are, fit them into my life is a lot. So I need to I need to diversify a little bit. I've said it before, but I, I think I really mean it. Otherwise, like I don't want to give this up. I don't want to stop doing this. I want to keep growing it. I want to keep having fun with it, but I need it to not feel like a chore. So please reach out. If anybody has any suggestions at all, I would absolutely love to hear them. That would be awesome. So running down how these last couple of weekends went. And so it was kind of crazy that Dude, Where's My Ring, a little show that I ended up being a part of, you know, by chance, um, ended up having like the first appearance of international talents, Neil Diamond Cutter and Clint Margera. Um I've been loving doing commentary. That It's something I've really wanted to do for a long time and I can't thank the Dude Where's My Ring crew enough for letting me be a part of that and do it my way. And, you know, if anybody hasn't checked out the Dude Where's My Ring shows on YouTube, please go and check them out. I'll make sure it's linked in the in the notes and all that. Go check them out. I'll, you know, we've got four shows up there that are free, you will not be sad about checking them out. They're a great time. The video quality is excellent. The audio quality is excellent. I know I provide it. (laughs) Uh, And that's not me talking about my commentary skills because I'm definitely still learning, but, I mean, I have good equipment. Um, I I also have the amazing Mean Dean Olsen with me on commentary and he's been doing this for a long time, so I couldn't ask for a better partner. to help me learn the ropes and and to do that. And I've been super enjoying those shows. If you had told me years ago that my first commentary with an international guest would be a show that involved Neil Diamond Cutter, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, A, I wouldn't have believed that I'd ever end up doing commentary. I had no connections in wrestling beyond like, you know, I started a podcast. I didn't know anybody. I'm not a wrestler. I've, no connections in the scene or anything like that. So didn't think that was possible. And Neil was my first ever international guest on the podcast. In a lot of ways, he 
um, opened a door for me that was really amazing. And he has played a, a huge part in helping me get guests for this show. You know, he, he'd recommend me to friends and, and things like that. You know, he's, he's been a huge supporter of mine. He's a really great dude. Um, so it was an absolute honour to get to call his match as my first international commentary match. And to go and pick him up from the airport, like as kind of the first person to see him in, uh, in Australia, um, take him to his hotel, get him situated, take him out to meet some of the crew and, and just genuinely hang out with the guy, you know, hang out with him, introduce him to my wife, you know, introduce him to our little crew and stuff was, was really cool. And, and it meant a lot to me and it was nice to see my friend in person and I like to think we had a really great time and Clint was somebody I haven't, you know, known Clint long. We have we did do um, an interview together a while ago and we got on really well but it's one of those things, you know, it's internet and you're far away and so you're not always like right at each other or what are you doing or stuff all the time. But we do have a friendly back and forth and then, you know, meeting him in person, he's a, he's a great dude. Um, and so, yeah, when, when it came time to do the show, it was, it was really crazy. It was, I don't really get nervous, I guess, but I was like, I want to do these guys justice. I really care about them both and uh, want to do well. And, and that show, I can't wait for all of you to see it. It was so fucking dope, man. It was absolutely killer and there was a few different matches on the night but there was three main death matches and the whole premise of the show was dude where's my ring they don't even go here and it was team they don't even go here which was Neil Diamond Cutter, Joel Bateman and Clint Margera versus team dude where's my ring which was Jared Slate, James Hartness and Felix Young the three Perth, you know, main death mattresses that we have here that have been a huge part of the the growth of of Dude Where's My Ring. Um, and they were doing three separate singles matches. And dude, that was so much fun, man. Uh Felix and Joel were up first and they did a home alone death match, which was absolutely fucking bullshit. I I couldn't stop laughing. It was so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I won't spoil anything for you, but all the traps that you can kind of imagine from a Home Alone death match, you're going to get. Um, you're going to really enjoy that when that one goes up on YouTube. And then Neil Diamond Cutter and Jared Slate had a curbside collection death match, which was all random things the guys had collected from the side of the road. So in Australia, I don't know if it's all around Australia, but definitely in Perth, West Australia, there's a thing called curbside collection. It happens once a year or, I don't know, twice a year or something like that where the council or the city or whatever it may be lets you know, hey, leave anything that you don't want that's too big, that's too annoying to just chuck in the bin out on your curb and our bin men will come past and they'll take it away. It's like, a, you know, a community service type thing. Um and so the guys did that and they had all kinds of um, ridiculous items, you know, Nescafe coffee makers and fans and heaters and all this dumb stuff and ironing board. And they were so good together, man. Like every every person on Dude Wears My Ring I think, I think is so talented. I can't believe how many distilled like just 
great wrestlers there are that are great people that are so on the same page. It just seems really unbelievable that it works as well as it does and as quickly as it does. But like Felix Young, Jared Slate, James Hartness, these guys absolutely showed out. But Jared Slate and not picking favourites is really hard for me, but the motherfucking bear, no love, all fuck, Jared Slate versus Neil Diamond Cutter was one of my matches of the weekend. It was absolutely brutal. They were so great together. Well, they're so great always, but it was just really fucking awesome. Uh, and then it was Clint Margera versus James Hartness uh, for the North Wrestling title. So actually earlier in the night was an unsanctioned pro defense as well. So <laughs> Various titles being defended on the Dude Where's My Ring shows. But, uh, and then that was great as well. And that involved quite a bit of glass. The The venue has been so supportive of us. And they've just gone, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and do it. We hadn't really been allowed to go full on with glass. And they went through a glass pane. I may have provided it. Um, and I went up to the venue manager afterwards and I was like, how you feeling after all that? And we're looking around and the place is fucked. Like there's just glass everywhere, blood, people fucking drinking, everything's going wild. And he's like, yeah, I might be having some second thoughts. The heart rate was uh, pretty elevated there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, regretting letting, you know, it all happen. He goes, as a venue manager, yeah, as a fan, I fucking loved it. <laughs> I was like, well, that's what I like to hear. I'm like, on the bright side, surely it's an investment because there's not one person in this crowd that isn't going to tell their friends that they've got to come next time. And he's like, well, your last two shows are sold out, so it seems pretty likely, doesn't it? Um, so it was awesome. And I hope that Neil and Clint had a great time. I know Joel always does. He's he's part of the family, um, that dude. But um, I hope they had a great time. I hope they were really impressed by the vibe here in Perth. Um, it was a sellout show for us and it just was just really kicked off the week to an awesome kind of run. Um, we didn't have heaps of time to have Neil and um, Clint in Perth, but the next day on the Saturday I did get to go collect them up and we went and had a meal. We had delicious food. If you're ever hanging out with Clint Margera, he loves his food, so please make sure you take care of him. We had some amazing fish and chips and a lemon meringue tart that he was losing his mind over. The density was all he cared about. So if you've got a good, dense tart, make sure you let Clint Margera know. And not that kind of tart. I'm talking about cake tart, pie tart, yeah? Okay, cool. We're all on the same page. Um, so then that was that and it wasn't really long before that. Um, oh, and then that night, actually, actually now I'm remembering – uh, and then we had a little bit of a walk around for not a lot of time for sightseeing because then we were all going to a local wrestling called New Horizon Pro Wrestling. I don't always go out to it. It's a little bit far away. But they had Minoru Suzuki uh, versus Lowkey as a headliner. So we all went to that, um, Clinton and Neil and everybody. And everybody, you know, we, we tied one on. We were watching the footy. We were all having a few beers and making some funny pranks on each other and, and some really good jokes. Man, my face was hurting so bad. Um, but, yeah, lots of ribs. Um, and then even at the show, everyone's been kind of pretty rowdy and cheering on the local guys and stuff. So it was really fun. Um, 
we got out of there. It was sort of a crash and then it was basically um, the guys had to head off because they were immediately in the morning going to be heading over to Melbourne. I then had to go through an entire fucking week of work, which I didn't enjoy doing uh, at all. It seemed like a really, really long week. But then finally it was time to um, cruise over to um, Melbourne, get up at 4 a.m., get ready to catch our flight at 5.30. Um, We were planning to leave at, you know, 5. It's not far from here. Maybe – oh. Actually, maybe it was more like quarter to five. Anyway, we're getting ready to leave and then the first thing that I see on my thing is that our flight's been cancelled and we're like, oh, fuck, this is a nightmare. How are we going to get to the show? Amy, being a lot smarter than me, was like, call them immediately and just sort it out. I'm like, do they just rebook us or something? She goes, no, just call them. Don't fuck about with it. Uh, end up getting on a flight at 10.30 a.m., which will still get us there in time. Um I had hoped to do an interview with um, the Melbourne Face of Wrestling, which I was very excited to catch up with. I won't spoil that one yet. Um, But that was now off the cards because now we're leaving like five hours later. So did not bring my podcasting gear. No longer had any need for that Um, and managed to catch that flight. Michelle was on the same flight as us. Uh, We're all going to be – sitting together, but that didn't end up happening. Uh, She was actually, her flights were like saying that she had to leave at 10 at night and then miss everything. And we were like, call them right now. This is the flight number. Uh, She managed to get on. And then in our little group chat, the great George was also supposed to get on and was supposed to be on the first no ring. Um, But by that time, that next flight had sold out. So he couldn't make it. He ended up getting in at like 1am or something. (laughs) And And then still being on the dream card um but yeah so we got there in time got sorted out amy and i went and had a delicious meal had uh, some gyoza at a japanese restaurant called choto moto which is really nice had a strong zero or two walked around the corner of the venue got to see lots of faces got to um, meet some very nice listeners who came out of their way to say hello and we got photos and stuff, which was really cool of you guys. I, I appreciate you uh, knowing who I was and, and wanting to say hi. Um, that helps me feel like I want to keep doing it. <laughs> um, and then the show happened. Now, the way the show was laid out, I, w- I want to bring this up to anybody that was there and, and see how they felt about it. But the way the show was laid out, it was essentially, dude, where's my ring? versus Deathmatch Down Under versus um, Australian Outlaw Wrestling, which I love that. And they had all three, they had three announcers on the stage. So you had Hawko representing Deathmatch Down Under. You had Michelle K. Haslug representing Dude, Where's My Ring? And then another gentleman, I'm so sorry I didn't get your name or get to meet you, um, but uh, representing AOW. And it was kind of set up a bit like, yeah, like a versus sort of thing. And it starts with a three-way match, one wrestler from each uh, wrestling organization, and they're all going to fight each other, right? So as it comes in, myself, uh, Amy, and Dude Where's My Ring crew member Dale are all in the audience, and we just start like repping for our boys, right? So Axton's up first, and we're like, nobody knows how big this motherfucker is. You know, <laughs> we're just being so loud and so obnoxious, but that's our job, right? We're there to represent our lads and to – you know, bring the bring the team fire. But that night, man, 
I swear it felt like we were some of the only people cheering and if anything we were getting some vibes of people like we were being annoying and I'm like, this is fucking wrestling and we're all against each other. So you all need to get in that fucking sports mind frame real quick. We had a good time. Uh, If you're not about that vibe, I'm sorry about it, but that's the vibe I'm always going to bring, which is fucking suspension of disbelief, get behind you guys, boo your faces, you know, cheer your faces, boo your heels, all that kind of shit. Um, but we had a good time. It, it was super cool. Um, Axon showed out in that match. He's a guy with a huge upside. Um, he loved the trip. It, it was so great to see him in his element. He was so happy with his performance on the first night, which he had a huge bump through a table, which was really cool. Um, and then he was also in a tag match with the great George the next day on Dream, and he was saying to me after, he's like, fuck, I'd love to do this next year. And Dude, if he decides to go down that, you know, deathmatch route, he could be huge because there's not many people as big as him. He's an absolute fucking unit. He did have a um, all barbed wire, barbed wire everything match with Jared Slate here in Perth, which is absolutely insane. You can see that on YouTube. You can also see Jared Slate try and staple barbed wire to his own chest so he can then run and splash Axton with it. Fucking psycho. Um, but yeah, so a good bunch of matches, but I don't know, by the, by the time it was all said and done, there was kind of like a band that played in the middle and th- they were fine, but it did seem to like clear out a portion of the crowd that then I guess went to get beers and then sort of just never came back. I don't know whether they thought it was the end or they just then were getting on it too much and forgot or whatever it was, but that kind of, um, did away with a bit of the vibe for me. Um, but that show was over. Um, at that point, we had been awake since 4 a.m. Um, so by the time we got back to, we were, I think we got back to Aracom at one. And the idea was we were going to meet up with everybody. They were getting all their stuff out of the thing. Uh, and their Acom wasn't far. They're like, we're going to drop stuff at the com and then we'll let you know where we're going to meet and we'll all catch up. But by that point, we had sat down and that was a mistake. And so once we sat down, like I was messaging with them, they're like, we're going here. And <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't bring ourselves to get up and get moving. We were absolutely cooked. Uh, Neil was out and about. He was grabbing some food or whatever and was was keen to hang out, but I just couldn't do it for him. <laughs> so cooked. Amy was asleep next to me. It was a wrap on us for that day. We've, we're very old now. Um, next day we had to get up, get packed up, catch a train out to Werribee. That was where I be for the day, <laughs> my little joke. Uh, an hour out on the train, grabbed a big coffee, hit the train, nice ride. A little bit murdery, some of the suburbs you pass through in uh, on the way out to Werribee. A little bit desolate, bodies could go missing out there, but we, we got out there, got to holiday in Werribee. Um, they wouldn't allow a an early check-in, which was very disappointing, but we were like, look, we need to – Chicken's supposed to be two. We're like, we need to be like somewhere at three and it's going to take us like at least 15, 20 minutes to get there. So can you please, like if there's even a slight opportunity, please let us know because we need to get in, yeah? If not, we'll be here, you know, at two o'clock to get straight in. They're like, yep, yep, yep. So if we go, uh, we went to a food truck place that had a um, – Burger joint called Flipstack Burger, really good. Um, 
gentleman like Toast, like the inside of the buns. That was really crunchy. It was really good. Would recommend if you're ever in Werribee. Why you would be, I don't know. Uh, but if you do, uh, go there. And then the other place we went to was Old Habits, which was like a, a bottle shop, you know, a beer shop um, with fridges and stuff. They also have taps. But then on the back, they've got a back deck, which we don't know about. They've also got a cute dog named Buddy. Uh, so we're hanging out and they're like, oh, you can go drink on the back deck. And it was so nice, man. It ended up being warm that day. And we're just sitting out on this balcony, river view, having a great time. Had a couple there. Better get back to the Ecom because, you know, it's time for check-in. We get there. We walk in the door at, geez, five past, I guess, 10 past. All good to go. Ready to check in. Let us in. Oh, the room cleaning isn't ready, we need 10 more minutes. And we're like, yo, man, like we need to be gone. Like we need to get to where we need to be. And they're like, oh, it won't be too long. Then we'll wait and, and in the end, Amos was just like, look, I, I don't care what cleaning they have to do. It's just like you need to let me in that room. It's just like check-in was from two. Just like let us in, we'll get sorted, clean the room after we're gone. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like we, we need to go sort of thing. We need to drop our shit. We need to quick change, and we need to be out the door. Anyway, they didn't handle it well. They got us in there. By the time we got in there, it was like half past, which is so annoying, and they did not handle it well. They may have been told to get fucked, so sorry about that. Where are we holiday in? Um, <laughs> there's certain things you don't say to an enraged customer. Uh, but anyway, got in, got all sorted, got in the, got in an Uber and got over there like with mere minutes to spare kind of thing, like walked in just before three, you know, it kicks off at three. Um, went in, hugged a few people, managed to snatch uh, our front row seats, um, which is good. It's always a bit concerning at those things because it is first in bed dress, best dress. You buy a front row seat, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it, you know. But we managed to get good seats right in front of commentary and over by the entryway. When you eventually watch the dream footage, you'll see way too much of me probably, which I'm not stoked about, but hey, had a good view. Um, and so the tournament began. And, dude, I'm, I'm not going to spoil the tournament for anybody. Um, I really want everybody to watch this one. It was it was really special. And it was like a really great, great lineup of wrestlers. Um, you're talking about, you know, the likes of Jared Slate, Michael Weaver, Hex, uh, Xavier Black, Joel Bateman, Felix Young, James Hartness, Neil Diamond Cutter, Clint Margera, Rugged Vic Craig, who else? Uh, Will Walker, um, Vixen, Jordan Sampson. Who else am I forgetting? I think that's everyone. If I've forgotten anybody, I'm really sorry. I think that's everybody off the top of my head. I can't be bothered looking it up. Uh, if you are a person that I've forgotten, I'm very sorry. But, hey, everybody can look up the lineup and check it out. Either way, every single person in the tournament did a great job, some great stipulations, starting with a three-way, like, barbed wire, like, no-rope barbed wire match that was fucking crazy. Um, and, yeah, just had, like, an absolute ball of a time. Um, my first ever deathmatch tournament, we made the most of it. We got to catch up with Stu, the bartender. We love Stu. We met him on the ICW tour. Uh, he's a lovely guy. Uh, always tip your bartender, folks. It's always worthwhile and he's a very nice man. Um, 
And yeah, just got to hang out with everybody and see familiar faces and catch up with it. And there's a few more people I'd like to talk about. Maybe I should do a spoiler warning as of right now. Okay. So anyway, I'll do a wrap up and then I'll do just do some spoiler stuff at the end that people can then choose if they want to hear or not hear. Um, but, yeah, it's final thoughts. Absolutely loved it. I think everybody showed out. I feel like the people as a, the combatants that got into the deeper rounds really just continued to escalate in how everything went. And then the final was one of the best death matches I've ever seen, I think, um, especially in a tournament final. I would have said before this show that my favourite tournament final was Alex Cologne and Atticus Koga in Tournament of Survival 666. I would say that this final was probably my favourite. Maybe it's, you know, bias. Maybe I'm super invested in it and I'm there live. You know, live always hits different, but it was definitely the craziest thing I've ever seen and the most fun I've had um, at a deathmatch live. Um, with that said, please, everybody, check it out. Make sure you follow uh, at Deathmatch Down Under, at DM Down Under, depending on which one you check it out. Um, make sure you keep an eye out on IWTV for Dream um, and go and have a look because I think you'll have a really good time. Uh, keep an eye on Dude Where's My Ring socials at DWMR Perth and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, all this info will be in the show notes because you'll not only get the show, um, they don't even go here that features Neil and Clint, but you'll probably also get, if not just the matches that include our guys, all of the matches from the no ring. I don't know what their plan is for releasing it. Um, but yeah, there will be things to see. Uh, and things to enjoy. With that said, I'm going to now talk a little bit of spoilerific stuff. So if you don't want it spoiled for you, this is the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me for 161 recorded episodes of this show. Uh, any suggestions you have for things you want to hear to keep me interested and in, uh and keep everything motivated, that would be really, really cool. Once you have seen Dream, come back to this episode, hit pause now and come back to this one because not only will I just talk a little bit of spoiler stuff, there will also be short interviews with both of the finalists of the Dream tournament, both the runner-up and the winner. I spoke to both directly after the match finished. I'm going to include those after this as a special bonus for anybody that wants to hear it. But as I said, if you don't want to know who wins, if you don't want to know uh, who's in the finals, just hold off until after you've seen it. You have been officially warned from this moment on. Uh, the other thing to tell you is I have an, I alluded to on social media that I do have a legendary deathmatch guest coming up this week. Now, that might be pushed a little bit more until next week because my wife is still going through quite a bit of work and I want the artwork for this uh, episode to be really special. So we'll probably hold off. She makes all my artwork. Um, might be next week by the time it's done. But another legendary interview coming up next week. And when I say that nobody else has done an interview like this before, 
I mean it. So make sure you keep an eye on the feed. So pause this one if you don't want spoilers. If you don't care about spoilers, keep on going and uh, keep an eye on the feed for the next interview that's about to drop. It will be very, very unexpected. All right, you have been warned. Spoilers as of five, four, three, two, one. Neil Diamond Cutter, my homie, we have just survived the end of the deathmatch down under dream tournament. That is hashtag DMDUDR3AM, whatever that hashtag is. You have survived. You're alive, barely. How are you feeling about your entire trip in Australia? It was fucking over to Perth, my neck of the woods, which is crazy with dudes where, where's my ring against Slate? And then now, here we are surviving many, many rounds of the Dream Tournament, barely alive. How you doing, bro? This is the only uh, country where I've won a match, lost a match, and had a no contest. Like, <laughs> all in one. Yeah, all in the same weekend kind of yeah. shit. But, like, yeah, just coming here and then making it to the finals, like, of another tournament. Just another feather in the hat. Fucking, like, I'm just grateful that I got to come down here and have fun with everybody. People I met like you, yeah. you know, over the internet. We know each other for, what, like, two, three years now? Yeah, yeah. You were my first ever international interview. And so to fast forward now to 2023, the fact that we were in my fucking hometown together, like, I picked you up from the airport, was fucking crazy. And, like, we've been able to hang out and bond further and then to see you, like, flourishing in front of our We hang out when you guys ain't tired. Oh, well, well, come on. (laughs) We're up since 4 a.m. And we made the mistake of going home. And what Neil is referring to is we're all going to maybe go out to a bar afterwards Amy and I went home and were asleep. So that is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There ain't no rest for the wicked, dude. Yeah, exactly. And we're as wicked as it comes, so... Yeah, you went, <laughs> you went to bed early. Oh, what? Bed early? 4 a.m. to 1.30 a.m.? What are you talking hey, about? Yeah, hey, man. Don't don't, don't tell me you can't stay up. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't stay It's all right. Big but news. hey, you, I knew you'd hold it against me. But that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Dream. How are you feeling? That's well, fucking cool. You're looking pretty beat up, to be honest. Oh, I feel fine. It's just no Tuesday for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably like drained as shit, but like overall, I'm I'm fine. Uh, I'm pissed I didn't win, but mm-hmm. you know that comes with the territory. And like, there's some crazy statistic where like I've only been eliminated first round like yeah. four times. So yeah. statistically, I should be going to like semis or finals like yeah. more times than not. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that I made it past semis and made it to a finals again. Yeah. Look it. Nearly 20 years after I started wrestling in general, fucking means a lot to me because it means I can still go. And fucking the fact that Samson was like, Come on, you legend. I'm like, What? <laughs> I ain't no goddamn legend. He's I'm such a guy. It was unbelievable. I got to tell you, like, that was maybe one of the best deathmatch finals I've ever seen. You guys went through it all. We're talking about no fucking patting on the ring, just exposed balls. <laughs> We're talking about. Glass through to fucking hell. We're talking about fire. We're talking about it all. And you were right there for it. Um, it was fucking crazy, man. And I feel like you were the right person to be there for the final. And Samson's an unbelievable talent for Deathmatch Down Under, you know? And he definitely I, I don't feel like it. he could have looked better than being in there with you. Uh, he definitely earned it with me. Like, he took yeah. all the blows. And, like, even as he was trying to beat me throughout it, he kept going like, "What is it gonna take to fucking kill you?" <laughs> and I'm like, "A lot." Whispering it into you. Yeah. 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 
Well, he said it out loud to the crowd. Yeah. I'm like, what is it going to take to fucking kill him? Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, you have no idea what kind of beast you're in the ring with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, I'm a fucking animal. Yeah. So, I am a honey badger. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, but that was my first time doing a no board or no padding. Yeah, that was fucked. Yeah. Uh, Those boards were then later on fire, which is <laughs> <an> ideal. <laughs> <laughs> So you can't beat me with just straight boards. You got to put that shit on fire. Yeah, exactly. That he was must have watched, He must have watched that 700 light tube match. Yeah, he knew he had to fucking yeah. escalate the fucking stakes. <laughs> nah, so yeah, it was killer, dude. I, I think you should, you have a lot to be proud of. Like you said, you didn't come home with the W in the very end, but absolutely you showed out. And I think for the few dates that we had over the course of this you know, week or whatever in Australia, you've definitely made a mark. And I can't wait to see you back here again, man. Oh, I plan on it. Very beginning of next year, I plan on being back to cause someone fucking pain and misery. I fucking love that. Come the more we can hang out, the better. Let's <laughs> quickly rewind, because I've got to talk about Deathmatch Down Under, which is obviously... Uh, sorry, Deathmatch Down Under, fuck. I've got to talk... <laughs> about, luckily, I can edit my own shit, but I, I, I need to talk about Perth. I need to talk about Dude, Where's My Ring? I need to talk about the motherfucking bear, Jared Slate, because... Up until tonight's final, I felt like your match with Slate was maybe my fir- like favorite death match of all time. But I really fucking love the final. So how was it working with Slate? Because I think you probably agree he's one of the most undersung, underrated fucking talents in the world right now. Like, he's after, unbelievable. I don't know. After this weekend, he's made a pretty good case to being one of the best death matches in yeah. the country. I can't like wait to see like people get to watch IWTV and get to see him and be like, oh wait. Who the fuck is this? Because that's how it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that was kind of one of my one of my goals. Like, if I make it pretty far, like my goal is to win the tournament. But if I can, I'm gonna make stars along the way and help guys oh, along. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I honestly feel like I did that. Yeah. With everyone I I faced because like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of humble people and shit like that. But I'm just gonna be straight honest about it. Like. I'm a teacher, so I like just going out there, doing my thing, and just trying to teach them whatever I can. Yeah. And nine out of ten times, I learn from them as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, coming down and, like, facing people in a country I've never been in before and coming into a style that's not yet, I would say, concrete cemented. Yeah. Yet, yeah. Because you know, they're still finding their way. It's a brand new promotion. Yeah. Like, you were on our fifth show ever. You know, that's crazy. We're all finding our way. And we've been really, really lucky to kind of have it take off as quickly as it has. You know, like... Well, you guys got a good crowd, a good product. Like, yeah. Perth was hungry for it, you know? The moment we started, everybody was just on board. And yeah. we're so lucky that we have fans that are just about the shit that we do and about the locations we use and about the, the venues, you know, and the support from the venues, like Seasonal Brewing, yeah, from Badlands yeah, yeah. and stuff. It's fucking nuts, right? Like, yeah, nobody gets Boston. that. No. Nobody. No, in the States, no one gets that kind of thing either. Yeah. Maybe, but I would not know where they are. I'm sorry. But yeah, seeing, like, where you guys are starting, like, you guys definitely have a good good scene to build off of because I, I said this to uh, the owner that fucking it's definitely one of the loudest no ring shows I've ever been in Yeah, and I know how many people were there and all that I want to say we were pushing like 150 or something like that yeah so like it was fact, it was a sellout it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and fucking 
it's just wild how loud they were. It just it yeah. sounded like it was Everyone's rapping. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like they wanted, they reacted to everything. They laughed when I called fucking Slate a bogan. Wait, OJ. The way you say it is very funny. Fucking bogan. Well, yeah, very, very American-ish. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I said, coming down here and like being in places I've never been before and just mm-hmm. being able to walk into a building and know that. When my music hits, like, people know chaos is about to walk through yeah. the door. Yeah, fuck it. And fucking, like, tonight, they fucked up my music on the first I one. was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this thing? And you're like, let's try Sweet Caroline. And I was like, is this a bit? Like, are we doing it? Or did they just completely fuck it? Like, no, no, no. They asked me for footage online. Oh. And, like, they thought I had a highlight reel of Sweet Caroline. Right. You know, and, and they just played the highlight reel. But yeah, that was, yeah. like, something else. That's yeah. why when I came out, I was like, it's okay. We'll play it next time. I promise. Yeah. To be yeah, honest, it just made people hungrier for when it did fucking Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone started clapping and having fun with it. Yeah. And fucking in the finals, everyone popped real big when, when I do the pointing and have them do the bah, yeah. bah, bah. Fuck yeah. So, like, it, it really worked out really well. Yeah. You know, didn't win, yet again, didn't win a tournament, but fucking, I, I think I pretty fucking close. Over. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, wins not to snooze at just in itself. You know, over the weekend, it's like the match against Slate. Then you're versing um, our fucking boy Vic Craig, and then yeah, it's that into, dude's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, he is. He's an absolute psycho. And then you've got your matches in the tournament, which includes a fucking match against Slate again and his partner Felix Young, which yeah. is maybe my favorite match up until so, the final. Because so technically, I beat a tag team. You did. You did. Of, you technically did, did it single handedly. You, you fucking did. <laughs> that's the and second time that's happened now to me. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the rank. So anyway, yep. I just want to say thank you for coming to Australia. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for absolutely killing it for our crowds. And I hope we see you back again soon, yeah? Yeah, for sure, man. I'm going to get naked right now, so... Yeah, exactly, which is why I'm making excuses. I'm getting the fuck out of the room. (laughs) Peace out! Jordan Sampson, the fucking brick shithouse winner of fucking Deathmatch Down Under's dream tournament number three. How you feeling, man? I'm really fucking tired. (laughs) Are you looking? I am exhausted. But Dude. I feel pretty good. Dude, it was unbelievable. I was fucking front row, and I was just telling you before, maybe my favorite ending to any tournament ever, you and Neil Diamond Cutter absolutely fucking destroyed this building, destroyed the fucking ring, and destroyed each other. <laughs> I can't believe you're still standing, man. You're eating a delicious fucking loaded fries and keeping yourself together. It's unbelievable. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, that was one of the best, some of the best fun I've had yeah. in wrestling. Yeah. The, the whole tournament was fucking killer yeah. from start to finish. Like, the fact that you went through all those earlier rounds. I mean, you fought fucking Deathmatch Down Under Heavyweight Champion Gore last night. Yeah. <laughs> I can beat yeah. him. Went through this whole tournament, and then fucking you beat Vixen. So, technically, you've beaten both Deathmatch Down Under Champions. I lost last night. Did you? Oh, yeah, he, um, he took me out with a number. He did. Fuck. I wasn't going to bring that up. So... <laughs> I'm an honest man. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm glossing it. He, I thought you were winning every fucking thing I've ever seen. Okay, so Gore got one over you, just barely, <laughs> basically cheating, and then this man fucking beats the fucking deathmatch down on a champion vixen, 
goes through the tournament and then wins the entire tournament. So you got to have your eye on the prize, right? Oh yeah, that's that's what's going to be next is yeah. the Deathmatch Championship. Yeah. Looks like you need to sign this man's blazer. Hawko's retired blazer now worn by this guy. Where do you want it? It's now yeah. getting signed. Right, Dream Champion straight under it. So he knows. That looks like some good shit. It does look like some good shit. It's Those are some delicious. loaded fries from outside. Treat yourself. <laughs> Thank you. That man took a photo earlier when I needed him to. I really appreciated it. You gotta love those people. Yeah, exactly. But how you how you doing? I haven't seen you for a little bit. We had a chat at Adrenaline Pro. You're fucking a dad now. There's a whole right. bunch of shit going on. You've got great hair. Look like a member of BTS. How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Like <laughs> it's been a crazy fucking year. Yeah. I thought last year was fucking crazy, and now here we are. And it's fucking dream, and I'm the winner. Yeah. I got to wrestle Neil Diamond. Yeah. Uh, like that's fucking insane. Yeah. I, uh, 18 months ago, two years ago, there was no way this yeah. was going to be. And I told thing. you this would have been insane, right? To yeah. even think of. And here you are. Uh, never fucking, in my dreams did I think crazy. this would be what I'd be doing. Yeah. 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 You absolutely killed it, dude. I think you should be so proud of yourself. I'm so happy to see how far you've come. And I really believe you're the future of this company. So I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No that. worries. So everybody listening, this is the fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi of the fucking Matter Society, the fucking Dream 3 champion, Jordan Sampson, the brick shit house. Fucking buy his merch. Check him out online. He's the fucking man. Thank you for taking a minute to speak to me. Thank you, man. I appreciate Absolute it. Absolute legend. Anytime. Okay. So Dream ends up with the finals being between the brick shit house Jordan Sampson versus Neil Diamond Cutter, the honey badger. Uh, it was so cool to see Neil go all the way to the finals. It was cool talking to him at the show, how chill he was. Like I, I was chatting with him. He was real quiet and he was just sitting against the wall. He was just making sure he was in the right headspace for it. Um, and all that kind of stuff, you know. He's just like, hey, you know, I feel like I just need to really focus on this and, you know, I've got I've got quite a bit to do today. And I was like, okay, then cool. Um, and seeing it play out, like, Neil, how did it go? So Samson got there um, from who did he defeat? He defeated Vixen. Uh, and then he defeated Rugged Vic Craig um, and then that saw him into the finals. Clint Margera was supposed to be in there somewhere, but unfortunately Clint got injured. Um, nothing's super serious, at least I hope it's not, but he, by the time he'd done his match in Dream, his first round match, uh, which he did win, um, his back was giving him a lot of trouble. So he had to pull out of the tournament. Um, Joel addressed the crowd and uh, and – brought that up and so they stepped him out, yeah. Meanwhile, on the other side of the bracket, it ends up being Jared Slate versus Felix Young versus Neil Diamond Cutter in a triple threat to get through into the final. And, dude, <laughs> that was fucking nuts. It was absolutely crazy. Those three were so good together and, I mean, you know, Slate and Neil already knew each other and, Felix and Slate already know each other really well. So, yeah, it was absolutely killer. Um, but the those two, Samson and Neil, absolutely showed out. They were fucking crazy. There was everything you could, you know, want from anything. There was shark cage full of tubes. The, 
was, you know, exposed boards, boards get pulled up, glass panes get put down. Um, they're going through glass panes and under the ring. They're going through fire, like just the whole nine yards, the the everythings of everythings of deathmatch. Um, and, yeah, the, the local boy, Jordan Sampson, blood fighter member, comes out on top at the end and wins the third annual Dream Tournament. It's worth noting as well, there was also an amazing and emotional um, appearance by the nobody Callum Butcher. Came out to bring out the trophy and also to officially announce his retirement. He had mentioned that he wasn't happy with how he'd had to announce how he was stepping away. He wasn't in a good place and he really wanted to come and see everybody. Then uh, Damien Rivers... Australia's Most Violent Man, you'll remember them both from the main event of the first stream. Also came out to announce his retirement and Hawko, who is a huge part of the Melbourne scene and one of the, you know, brains behind the scenes at um, at Deathmatch Down Under and also the ring announcer for the event is also retiring. So all three of them were retiring, which is all very emotional. Um but, yeah, what a send-off they had. That's actually a really fun little segment where they were all leaving. And, um, and yeah, and then the tournament played out and it was just a fucking awesome time. As well as all the um, the amazing death matches, there was also a great um, three-way tag team. Was it three-way? I think it was. I have such a poor memory, but I was drinking a lot. What can I say? Uh, mixed tag match um, that was really fun as well um, to crown like the next um, number one contenders for the Deathmatch Down Under Tag Championships. So that was really fun as well. Um, but, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It was, it was such a fun event. I think um, Deathmatch Down Under have been through a lot recently uh, with everything that has happened with big parts of their organisation having to step away with their – hope at, you know, opening their new home venue, being shattered and all the drama that's gone into that. It's it's really awesome to just see them pulling together and, and putting out this great event and to to see how happy everybody was and it it felt really special um to be a part of it and to, to see it all play out. So I'm so proud of them and especially Joel putting it all together and getting through it. And, and you know, Hawko for the amazing work he did, like being entertained the whole time, Callan and Damo for just being great dudes, um, Aaron who's also stepped away with Callan, like all these people made me feel a part of of their team when they didn't even know me. I was just a podcaster from Perth, you know. I become you know, friends with these people and to, I'm just so glad they're all happy and that the company still gets to continue on. And I can't wait to see where it goes next. I think they've left it in a really, really strong position. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Oh, and, uh, I mean, it's been announced on social media, but also Clint may have had to pull out, but they also played a video from Alex Cologne inviting Clint to be the newest member of Bloodfighter and to run Bloodfighter in the UK. So that was really cool as well. If you haven't checked out the Bloodfighter theme, check it out online. Uh, I'll put the link in this. I 
helped arrange for that theme to exist. My friend Owen from Riff Your Pod developed that theme and it is a fucking banger. So I'm going to play you some interviews now with Neil Diamond Cutter and with Jordan Sampson uh, to follow after this, just on their immediate thoughts of the match and, and what it all means and us just chatting about it. Um, I hope you have a good time listening to it. I hope this rambling nonsense of an episode has been fun for you to hear. Um, and that's going to be it from me, man. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for all the support, all the things I said earlier to those people who didn't want to <laughs> get spoiled gets passed on to you as well. I'll have all the links in the show notes. I hope you enjoy the short interviews. Thank you to everybody for your support, not only of the podcast but also of Dude, Where's My Ring and my commentary there and all the positive things that everybody always says. And that, that goes for the crew there as well. They're my, my biggest supporters and they help me live something that I never thought I'd get to do. So it's really, really cool, man. So I don't know. Maybe after this episode is finished, I'm now feeling pretty positive again. So <laughs> maybe you're not rid of me yet. So thank you for listening. Make sure you check out at Faces Feels Cast everywhere online. If you're into New Japan Pro Wrestling, I do do a New Japan show as well with my buddy Curtis. Uh, it's called At Okada Shorts. Um, you can check out Okada Shorts in all the same places that you can find Faces and Feels. And that's just us talking about all things New Japan and just being huge fans of that. So check that out as well. Support Dude Where's My Ring, support Deathmatch Down Under, support Australian Outlaw Wrestling, uh, support Deathmatch Wrestling, support anything that you like, AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Rev Pro, Eddie, New Horizons Pro Wrestling, PWA World Series Wrestling, EPW, anything. If you like wrestling, just go and support it and enjoy it and find the things you like and, and have a good time with it. And, and remember, man, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at Faces Feels Cast, Twitter, at Faces Feels Cast, and Facebook, at Faces Feels Cast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G-Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. 
deathmatchworldwide.com for the final feud.